Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse the Plan is here. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast. You're going to be blessed today. Last week, we were talking about thinking. We want to continue in that vein in a different manner. The title of this message is, What You Think About Is What You Become. What has been leading your thinking lately? You know, thoughts unled are like a ship on a rough sea with no rudder. You don't have any guidance. It's just kicking you here and kicking you there. I mean, this is going to bless you. Call a friend, tell him to turn that television on. You took notes last week on a, on a sermon very similar, but yet totally different. This is going to take you to another level right here. What you think about is what you become. Are you ready to receive a revelation from God Almighty? Because he's going to give it to you today. Watch this and be blessed. I want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and I want to start reading with verse 3, and I want you to listen to me, because and, and, uh, what you think about is what you become, and that's, that's so true. And, you know, a lot of people think that even when you sleep, you can still control your mind. If you put scripture in your mind before you go to bed, and say, Lord, I want to think on good things. So Satan will come in and start injecting all kind of crazy stuff, and he will do that when you're asleep at times, you know and things of that nature. So I want to read this here. Paul writing to the church at Corinth. Now, I'll start up with verse 3. He says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. I want to stop there for a minute. That's a big statement. Mm -hmm. Everybody I know walks in the flesh, but Paul got to a point that his flesh didn't bother him. Mm -hmm. He didn't war after it no more. In other words, he quit fighting it because it was so dead. Right. Now, that's a miracle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And how that becomes is how you learn to control your thought process. Because mm -hmm. what you think is what you become. Now, look what he says in verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So we're in a warfare. Mm -hmm. But mighty through God, not through you, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So there's strongholds all around us all the time. Constantly. Right. Watch this. Now, how do you do that? How do you get this stuff to work? The next verse, casting down imagination. So notice this. They're not re reality. They're just imaginations. Mm -hmm. See? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. See, a lot of people don't understand that about healing. I am sick. I'm not dealing with you. I am sick. By stripes you were healed. See, that sickness in your mind is exalted itself above what Jesus said. By his stripes you were healed. Mm -hmm. So people say, well, I am not going to say I'm healed when I am sick. They think they're lying. Not dealing with your am sick. I'm dealing with your word healed. If I can get you to look at your word healed, we get rid of your am sick. Mm -hmm. See, so anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, what is the knowledge of God? The word of God. Right, the promises that now, are in everything, the word. And over 7,000 promises. Now watch this. He said, and I want to read that again, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. Now people want God to do that. That's your job. Mm -hmm. bringing into captivity. you got to captivate every thought, not to yourself, but to the obedience of Christ. Mm -hmm. So what I, what I want to talk about there is thoughts. What you think about is what you become. See, so you got to understand something. If, if you don't understand who you are, or if you don't know where you're going, you're not going to know when you get there. You know, I, I really say this, and I wrote a thought, a, a thought down. Thoughts unled is like a ship on a rough sea with no rudder. In other words, it, it doesn't know how to control itself. I mean, the wind's just pushing it, the waves throwing it everywhere. You got to have a rudder in life. And I personally believe the rudder is the Holy Ghost that lives inside of you. Yes. The comforter. He says, how be it when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you and not some truth, right. but all truth. You understand what I'm saying? Now, the reason why I wanted to bring this up, have y'all noticed, uh, maybe you have, but we live in the deep south. We call it southeast Louisiana is how they say it. We've had more hurricanes and tropical storms this year 
In fact, they were the same as 2005 when Hurricane Katrina hit. Okay. Now, watch this. And we constantly getting bombarded, and I don't mean this to be critical, I'm just being truthful, with meteorologists saying this, saying that, saying this, and they don't really know what they're saying. There was a guy who, who everybody believed what he said when it came to weather, Years and his ago. name was Nash Robbins, mm -hmm. and he would do it with a magic marker. He had no, all this stuff that we have no today. No technology but like every time he said something, it happened. He'd study it. Now, they got all this stuff, satellites, everything, and they go, well, <laughs> it's going to do this, and it don't. Yeah, and, and even after they got all the satellites, I remember they did all their predictions and everything, and they, but everybody would still just say, well, what does Nash have what to say? What does Nash say? And they'd bring him in, and he'd have his little clear board and the white and the just, pencil, and he'd write And he was right. And he hit it on the target. Why? Because he knew how to control his thoughts. And by him controlling his thoughts, he controlled our thoughts. He never put us in fear. You know, in, in any way, shape, or form. But now there are a lot of people that say, you know, that thing, even though it's going west, but it could turn east, <laughs> or it could do this, or it could do that. And before you know it, you got this flip-flopping going on all the time. I heard something last night just aggravated the socks off. Oh. You ready for this? Uh, yeah. They knew that that hurricane that's in the Caribbean that, that, that hit um, Cozumel, I believe it is, or that area, they knew it was not a, a, cat, a cat four. Because the planes that walked around that thing, flew around it, I call it walking, but flying around that thing, and they could, the, the strongest wind they could come up with was like 100 and, 107 miles an hour. Now, they said it had that thing at 140. Now, they dropped it down to 130. When it was not even near, not even near that, and they flew all over in the eye, out there and everything. Mm. You know, now why, what, and this was the excuse. Well, we, we, we know it's going to restrain the We don't want to flip-flop and forth. Well, wait a minute. You're causing fear that you shouldn't cause. Well, Jesse, you know, that just, just thought about how, well, that's what's happening all over the world. Truth doesn't matter anymore. No, it's, it Truth doesn't. is what I say it is. That's what they claim. Right. But our truth is based on the Word of God and what, what reality is. Yeah, they I, can't just say something's a three when it's really not. It's not. But they just decided just, to make that assuming. their truth. Yeah, and if Jesus is the way, you can't get lost. And if he's the truth, and he is, you cannot be deceived. And I was just thinking about your verse that you had. I want to read it in the okay, Amplified. It's sure. okay. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It, and it's so powerful because it says, Inasmuch as we refute arguments. This tells us that the Holy Spirit convicts us, and it's our responsibility to get in, to Amen. be a part of the, the solution to the problem. The solution, says, not the problem. Solution to it. Right. It says, Inasmuch as we refute arguments, theories, reasonings, and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. So we have powerful. a responsibility in this Amen. to pull down those strongholds, right. you know, and take, take authority over those situations in our life that would want to keep us bound up, keep us in fear, keep us in torment. Because the truth of God will always lead us in the right path. Well, with that saying that, if your thoughts are to possess or to have true value, you have to learn to lead them. That's good. You see, you it's have so to learn true. to lead them. And you learn to lead them. It said, like, if you get a bad, and I get a bad thought. Everybody gets bad thoughts. But when I, I, I immediately stop and say, no, 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 that's not my thoughts. I open up the door and I lead that thought out of my mind. <laughs> so you got to learn to lead your thoughts. That's not my thoughts. What are my thoughts? My thoughts are lovely, just, good report, pure, virtuous. The Bible said, think on these things. That's so if right. you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. If your thoughts are to possess true value, you must learn to lead them. If you don't, some other power may lead them. Hmm. You see, Satan, I want you to think on stuff you don't need to think about because what you think about is what you become. 
I heard uh, President Trump say something, I, oh, I guess three years ago, and it was really, I thought, one of, the, one of the best statements I've ever heard in my life. And he was talking about his daughter, Ivanka. He told he said, Ivanka, you're going you're to think anyway, so you might as well think big. And I thought, yeah, you're going to think anyway, so why not think the best instead of think the worst? Right. You and I'd like saying? to take that another level and okay. say, you're going to think anyway. Why don't you think God's thoughts? Amen. Why don't you think about what he has said you can do? Why don't well, you think about the promises that he has well, made you? Both of, me and you both do this all the time. When mm -hmm. something tries to attach itself to our body, you know, we, we're human just like you are. We go, no, we take on God's thoughts. By his stripes, we were healed. Mm -hmm. We're not denying what we're feeling. We deny it's right to exist in our lives. Mm -hmm. Now, don't complicate that. You see, you're trying to intellectualize that, and that's your problem. You can't right. intellectualize faith because it's above your intellectual activity. It is so powerful because it's so simple. Mm -hmm. See, and you're looking for something hard. I heard uh, uh, that great guy, E equals MC squared, wasn't he? Einstein. Albert he Einstein. Said, he said, you know, the, people think all this stuff, this knowledge. He said the hard things are the simple things because mm. we're always looking, we're looking for something hard when really it's actually very simple, and we struggle. To try to get to it because we're trying to go this way, go, thinking that's got to be real hard when really it is so simple. So let me read that point again to help you. If your thoughts are to possess true value, you must learn to lead them. And if you don't, some other power may lead them. For example, they say you're walking down the street and some foxy mama will go by you. And she got a good figure and all that. And you look at her and ain't nothing wrong admiring the lady's beauty. She got a nice figure. That's fine. Now, if you let that begin to percolate, see, Satan said, let's lead that to something different. Right. You see what I'm saying? When you say, no, no, no. First, you're doing that person a disservice because she's more than body parts. I want to make an announcement. Parts wear out. <laughs> you don't marry a woman's body or a man's body. They wear out. You understand? I love it. One time I went into this elderly folks home and there was this man. He was 98 and his wife was 96. And they were sitting there in their wheelchair. Yeah. And you could see love like you ain't never seen. Now, you know, their bodies are gone. You can hang that up. And that, but you know what? That love was stronger then than it probably was when they first met, when they had, quote, everything intact. You see, so when you understand that, people say, why do we get divorces? Because we don't lead our thoughts. Hmm. We let those thoughts lead us. For you know what? You start, boom, boom, boom. Then you begin to get agitated, boom, boom, boom. Me and Kathy, we have a statement. We've probably said it before in one of the, the boardroom tracks. We never let the sun go down on our wrath. There's a scripture that says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, you make it right. right. You see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So when you understand that, I like to lead my thoughts. And that's why I do that at night. Sometimes the, the, the devil wants to put thoughts in my mind. I go, no, no, stop. Even when I'm sleeping, even when I'm dreaming, if I start to move, somebody, wait a minute, stop. I still have control. A lot of people don't believe that. You still have control over your spirit. Your spirit's not sleeping. You see, your body is sleeping. Your spirit and soul is wide awake. You see what I'm saying? And going on with different kinds of things. So learn that with the word of God. And I like what Paul said. My weapons are not carnal. In other words, just don't try to find something physical to fix this right, thing. Right, right. Because it don't work that way. But they mighty through God mm -hmm. to the pulling down of strongholds. My God, that's a, and there are strongholds in life. For example, strongholds will say this if, when it comes to money. Now, you better not give nothing to the church because, you know, uh, you ever had too much, too much month at the end of your money? That's <laughs> <laughs> what your money run out before the month does. And all of a sudden, maybe you got just a few dollars, and, all, and the Lord begins to tug on your heart. Why don't you be a blessing to that ministry? Why don't you be a blessing to that church? No, no, Lord Jesus. No, I got to make it to the end of the month. 
No, no. You got to understand, you're trying to make your life instead of God. Mm -hmm. You're not letting God lead you. Now, I'm not talking about being doing stupid things. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if the Lord is telling you to do something, and He's always right. Mm -hmm. He's the only person I know that's ever been totally 100% correct. Say what you want. Right. He He was right. And you know, people say He. It's no way He could be the Son of God. Well, do you know anybody else in history that we talk so much about? Now, we got Caesar. You got them all. We all know. Think about this. Jesus is still stirring up the world. It's been over 2,000 years. And he would, and a simple man from Nazareth. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? Now, what made Jesus Jesus? He controlled his thoughts. How do I know that? He, was, he, was, he had temptations just as we had, yet without sin. Why didn't he sin? He controlled his thoughts. He cast down that imagination. That thing that exalted itself against the, his father's knowledge. And he brought into, into captivity. And that means you've got to grab it sometime because it's running, boy. Yeah. Into the obedience of the anointed one in his anointing. Yeah, no, Jesse, I was just thinking about mm -hmm. how when Jesus walked with his disciples and he was mm -hmm. starting, starting to let them know that he was going to go to the cross. And remember, he's told, he told his disciples and he says that he was going to die on the cross, you know, right. three days. Or oh, the yeah, they and had what, a fit. Did, what did Peter do? Oh, he got mad. He, yeah, he said he didn't like that thought that no. Jesus had. And he came and Jesus had to tell him, shake him, basically, yeah. and say, he get said, thee well, behind me, yeah. Satan. How would you like your boss to call you a devil? <laughs> yeah, a devil? <laughs> get thee behind me. That's exactly what he did. Yeah. Because he realized it wasn't Peter talking. See, Satan had led Peter's thought, and that was, Peter, that was Satan talking through Peter. Principalities work through personalities. See, so in other words, Peter should have shut that down himself. So Jesus did it instead. Mm -hmm. You see, you got to understand something. Uh, everybody has leisure time, especially leisure thoughts. Watch this. Write this now if you're taking notes. It's our leisure thoughts which ultimately determines our character. Mm -hmm. Now, if you really want to know who you are, it's what you think in a leisurely way. You see what I'm saying? Normally, if you're doing a job, your mind is so focused on that job, you ain't got anything else on your mind. You know, you got to get this job done. I got to do this or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's when you're sitting here like this and all of a sudden you begin to realize who you are. And that's when it's time for you to lead your thoughts. Right. By casting down that imagination. Now, sometimes I get mad as a hornet at Kathy. Can you believe it? No, I can't. I, she can't, but I can't. Praise the Lord. I have experienced that. She can make me why. madder than anybody in this world. But she also can make me happier than anybody in this world. Why? Because there's the spectrum there. You see, when we got married, God didn't change my personality, and he didn't change hers. What he changed was our spirits when we got born again. Mm -hmm. You see, in other words, our, our, our spirit became alive. So she's still her. Oh, ugly self. <laughs> I'm still my <laughs> ugly self. Look, look at the women going, oh, I can't I'm believe you said. I'm glad you said that second part. Well, I am. I'm bringing myself into it. And I'm still my ugly self. All of us got ugly ways. Don't, 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 don't get mad at me. Control yourself. <laughs> Everybody got their more ugly ways, you know. Like one time I told Kathy, I said, uh, hey, Kathy, can you get me some water? She said, is your legs broke? I, I, I wasn't looking for a, a, a medical... <laughs> examination yeah, we're, we're, of whether my legs yeah, were but broke. Take, picture this, we're both sitting down. It's different if I'm over there near the water or near the, in the kitchen. We're both sitting down, so can you? <laughs> yeah. That's why it's I so thought good. it was an excellent idea myself to just get a glass Because off. I had done it so often. You know, Jesse, is he doesn't think he's high maintenance, but he really is. I am not is. high maintenance. 
Yeah. I'm very low maintenance. <laughs> We've been arguing about that for 50 years. I just want you to know but, that. But, you know, early in. See, it's the leisure thoughts. The leisure <laughs> thoughts. Well, it was all because, you know, when you was first started traveling in the ministry, Jody and I would wait on you hand and foot when you came back because we were just so that? glad <laughs> for you to get home. That you, you said you were thirsty. Oh, we'll get you that water or we'll do this and we'll take your shoes off, whatever. Oh, it's Whatever great. we could I do. Just it. so glad you were home. But <laughs> then when you, I started traveling too and we both were gone and Jody was not in the house and so it's, you know, you still expected that same treatment so you stepped well up. yes <laughs> hallelujah i mean you like what you like and don't so you? he says when i tell him he's high maintenance he says no i'm not so just you are he says well i'll eat just about anything that you give me and that's really true that's true yeah yes yeah, like because you don't cook very much food groups, you've got to grab what you can two restaurants <laughs> anyway Anyway, so I'll tell him, yeah, you'll eat just about anything, but I have to get it to your mouth. That's true. So <laughs> like, see, it, it, we had this argument when I'm home every Sunday. Could we go out and eat? You don't have to cheer something. You, you, you're going to relate to this. I look at the car and say, where do you want to eat? She goes, uh -huh, I don't know. Well, what do you want to eat? I said, well, no, no, pick whatever you want. See, Kathy's way pickier about food than I am. That's because when you say pick, all he really means is pick, pick out of the three that I really always well, want to go Because, see, to. I've traveled most of my adult pick. life. Let me... Let me <laughs> Interrupt her. I try my most knows. adult life. She does it. So you got to grab what you can get when you're on the road. But she don't understand that and never will. But oh. that's all right. That's another day. That's another message. My wife said, I'll say, where do you want to eat? She goes, I don't know. I, I, whatever. You pick it. No, no. I, I want to know where you want to eat. No, no. You pick it. I said, okay. I, I drive up to the restaurant. I said, how about that? I don't want to eat here. Yeah, but you just said. I could pick it. And then we start over. Okay. Back mm -hmm. out the, the, the restaurant's parking lot. Where do you want to eat? Where you want, and we go back and forth. And then why said we get in, it still works. Get in, we sit down, and we order something. She gets mad because I eat the same thing. She said, Why don't you try something different? I don't want to. Why? Because I like with that. So when I'm trying something different, I said, Well, try something different. So she tries something different. And she decides that she don't like it. So she starts looking at my food. I said, What you looking at my food for? Well, can I have yours? No, you can't. Because <laughs> you, you tried something different. Why don't you try what you <laughs> Well, it happens for Do me too. Do you understand? It, it's it happens for me too. I'll order something, and he, I call him the seagull because I never know when he's going to swoop in and grab something. Oh yeah, off I my take plate. a taste of it. You know? He just does it without even asking. Well, so. no, I paid for it. But you know, <laughs> a minute ago, a minute ago, you said we have a, an argument. But you know, I I grew up in a household with a, a lot of loud arguments. So yes. what we have. You might call it an argument. I call it a discussion. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about it. But, I mean, I know about people who really have physical fights and arguments. And we're not talking about that when we talk about how we, we're just discussing. <laughs> <laughs> and we usually come to an agreement. And oh, we always we, do. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's not the issue. Part of it. You know, I mean, we don't just go and say we ain't eating. It's <laughs> just stop. We don't and do I that think, kind of crazy. You know what? I think that's healthy. If you, if you see a relationship where you have a husband and a wife where the wife says nothing all the time and Something she's wrong. quiet, then that means he's too controlling. Very you controlling. ought to be able to discuss and talk. Now, now you want you to tell me, I don't control you, do I? You try. Oh, yeah, I try. Hey, I didn't say I didn't try. I, I, try, to I, do, I try to control you, too. I'll say, please, oh, don't throw those dirty socks on the floor, please. Or, you know, we have this one little argument. I've stopped arguing. Uh, you must remember I have stopped arguing because he would grab a fork eat something out of the refrigerator and put that fork right there on the countertop and I'd say, can you at least bring the fork over to the kitchen sink? You don't have to wash it. You don't have to even put it in the dishwasher, but please don't leave it on the counter. That's filthy. Well, tell them how you get mad at me about my chocolate cake. If oh, chocolate cake. cake. Okay. I, well, when this. I would make a cake, he'd love to just go get his fork and right. put it 
Are we just telling all our nasty Let's tell all our nasty And so <laughs> he would just go and eat off the cake, just bite a, a bite I, of I, it I, off I, the I, you know, cut put a his fork right in that beautiful layered cake. And she just goes nuts. And I said, why do that? I said, because if someone comes over, I, I don't want to give cut a piece with your fork print in there. Well, cut that piece out and give them a slice. So there was a day. Can I tell you a story? <laughs> there was a day where we were both dieting. We hadn't had sugar maybe six months. It you know, we go on these phases where we get thin, then we get fat, then we get thin. <laughs> Oh, anyway, we had been dieting for like six months. From you notice we're a little thinner this time. <laughs> right now, don't don't write it in stone because it could change. Anyway, we have we were watching this movie and a commercial came. I was watching an old movie on a Saturday afternoon or something. We weren't traveling, and then the commercial came on. It was like a Duncan Hines or Betty Crocker, one of those yellow, yellow cake, cake which is our favorite yellow cake chocolate icing, and they were just whipping it up. They had no, just no, they iced did, it. They did the fork like that, and they pulled out they, and icing went. Yeah, the icing was whipped up. It was really delicious, and we and, and I was staring at it, and he's staring I'm at it. Like and then he turns around and looks at me, and I said, do you want me to make you one of those? And he said, yes. She said, you want me? I said, yeah. So I got in the car right away, squeezed out of the driveway. She rubber. She laid rubber down, man. Within, <laughs> within an hour, because I didn't have all, the, all those ingredients in the house, of course, when you're dieting, you don't want all the, the sweet yeah. stuff. You don't want any temptation. Don't bring your own temptation to your house. <laughs> Anyway, so I uh, I made the cake, and I remember thinking, you know, I don't want to get on this case. I'm always telling them, don't put your fork in the in the cake. So I said, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to cut it in half so that he can have his cake. I said, just mutilate it. Eat it any kind of way you want. <laughs> this is my half. I meant my half Whoa. that I would have in case people would drop by and be able to share it, you know, give a piece of cake to a guest. But instead what happened is I ate all of that half. No, you got some milk. I like Well, I gave you milk. your half, and I ate my half. Right. I, and, she got me, she gave me a quart of milk, and I just didn't even put it in a glass. I had it there with my half a cake. She had her milk, and we started eating this stuff. And it we ate it all. Wonderful. We ate it I all. I must say, we ate it all. And about, ooh, 20 minutes after the last bite, maybe 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I had chocolate all on my way. I said, Kathy, we have sinned. <laughs> a great sin. We did it together. We are gluttons. We just... Uh, and all of a sudden, we paid the price. So, she took off running to the back. I took off oh, running to the side. You didn't have to side. tell that part. Well, <laughs> paid the price. What you sow is what you reap. So now, whenever I get that thought about making that cake and doing that, I cast that baby down. Yeah, yeah cast We're that. We're not going to make do that again. We learned. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what happens when you don't lead your thoughts. Praise God. We will never do that again. I know it sounds silly, but it's a good illustration. If you don't lead your thoughts, something else will. Casting down imaginations. Every high thing that's also up against the knowledge of God. How do you think Jesus accomplished the Father's will for you and me? He controlled his thoughts. If he did it, we can too. I mean that sincerely. I'm telling you, God's word is true. You cast that imagination down. How do you do that? Through the word of God. If you get an ugly thought, don't say it. The Bible says take no thought saying. Don't say it. Say, that's not my thoughts. My thoughts are lovely, just, good, report, and pure, and virtuous. I'm going to think on these things. See, you have the power to think on what you want to think on, not what Satan injects in your mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is a very important sermon here because so many people are not, thought-minded, Satan puts thoughts and they think it's theirs and it's not. Father, I ask you to help people to understand what, what I'm talking about so that can have a great life, a good and prosperous and glorious life in their mind, oh, which, is the, which is the soul of man, the spirit and their body. Lord, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I'm going to tell you something. 
It's wonderful to live for the Lord on a daily basis instead of just a Sunday basis. I mean that sincerely. People say, do you ever think about anything else but God? No. Most of the time, 99.9999% of the time, I got God on my mind. You know why? He said, go in the world and preach this gospel to every creature. That's what I do. And I want to tell you something. It's a blessing of the Lord to just live like that. Stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. I hope you're enjoying the program. Are you taking some notes? Because you're going to need them this week. I promise you, watch this. I'll be back in a moment. Did you know angels are real and many of them are here today? God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation and The Hidden Help is always here for you. Order your copy today at jdm.org. Ladies and gentlemen, our new book, The Hidden Help, has been blessing so many people. It's our February product offer, and I encourage you to get a copy. God has positioned angels around you to help you throughout your life. This book will teach you all about that. How do I get it? Just go to jdm.org. That's our website for all the ordering information. The Hidden Help. I mean, let me tell you something. The spirit world is so much bigger than the natural world. Go get this. I'm telling you. You won't be able to put it down. You're going to get excited about it. Because you begin to look around and say, wait, where's my angel? Wait a minute. That's why that happened that way. This will bless you. JDM.org, for all the ordering information, you'll be blessed. Partners, I can't thank you enough. I say it every week. Without your faithful financial support, we could not do this program. We have been preaching for 47 years and have never had a financial deficit. God gave us partners, long-standing partners. I mean, active partners. I mean, I've got the grandparents, I got the parents, and I got the children now grown up and their kids. I mean, it's like four generations that support this ministry. You know why? I trust them, they trust me. We all trust God together and we get this word of God out. And that's what it's all about. So pray about what God would have you to do today. Nothing too small and nothing too big. I'm telling you, we're believing for some big things in this ministry. We're constantly increasing in every which way, shape, or form, spiritually, physically, and financially. And I want to tell you something. Our partner base is increasing because you are increasing. The anointing of increase is on me. I want it to come upon you in every which way, shape, or form. So give something today and watch for a harvest to come quickly and you'll be blessed by it. Hope you enjoyed the, this week's broadcast. Don't forget to tune in next week. Kathy will be here with a powerful message. You know what it's called? The rights and privileges and responsibilities of a king's daughter. You don't want to miss it. I love you. I'll see you very soon. May God bless you. See ya. Bye-bye. Do you realize how powerful your thoughts are? Possibility thinking isn't always easy, but it has a great track record of its own. Order my February partner offer and be encouraged by this teaching. You will recognize God's almighty power within you. Get 
your copy today at jdm.org. It will bless you greatly. Do it now. You see, when you get born again, the Holy Spirit is leading you to Christ. He's the convicting power of God in the earth, leading the lost to, the, to God. But He's also the one that you, when you ask Jesus to come into your life, He's at work with that as well. And he's, in, he's with you at that point. But when you get filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's another whole level. 